3: Here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not just get out on bail. Cops never caught up to me last night. Lord knows they could have. Uh, But dig this. Congressman Lee Zeldin, you hear him on my show all the time. He is running for governor in New York. Last night at a rally, some lunatic tries to stab Zeldin. And just a few hours after this nut gets arrested, he is set free by our woke bail reforms.
4: That's not right.
3: Yeah, they are really setting another guy. A guy just tried to kill a gubernatorial candidate, but the woke left has the guy out on bail. Everything woke turns to really does. We'll get into it in this hour as long uh, as well as an update on Joe Biden's condition. Uh, Doctors saying his symptoms are mild, but enough about dementia.
5: You know, the rapidly rising uh, um,
3: uh, in with uh,
5: with uh, I
3: don't know. uh, Oh, we're just being silly. It's a big Friday. 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of this shindig, a shindig that will also include Johnny Joey Jones, legendary Fox News contributor, uh, Purple Heart recipient, American war hero, a guy that put his life on the line, for your freedom. We will also be joined by Lincoln Fela and Jenny Fela, radio's first family, and a campaign promise I made to our listeners a long time ago. When this show launched, we used to play a game called Strip Club or Daycare. (laughs) What the hell did you just say? It was a game my wife invented, because when we were first trying to get a a daycare for my son... Jenny was saying, wow, every one of these establishments has a name that sounds like a strip club. And, you know, I, of course, was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Jenny. I don't, I don't know what you mean
6: there. You are so dumb. You are really dumb, for real.
3: But the point is, she invented a game called Strip Club or Daycare. And when we launched this show a little over two years ago, we used to play it on Fridays uh, with our guests. And in honor of uh, all of our success and all of those day one listeners, we are bringing back Strip Club or Daycare to close the show today with my family, Jenny and Lincoln. (laughs) Of course, that is not the headline around the country or around the world, for that matter. Uh, The big headline off the top is that yesterday the White House announced that Joe Biden has COVID. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And we got a briefing yesterday at the White House with Karine Jean-Pierre, who, as you know, was brought in to replace Uh, Jen Saki Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. And Karine Jean-Pierre, you know, has kind of made a mess of the gig reading out of a binder. The other night on Tucker's final exam, he showed a clip where she told reporters in a White House press briefing nine times, I don't have anything for you. Like they answered her a question nine different times. The White House press secretary said, yeah, I got nothing for you. You got to do better than that. It's unacceptable. And the reason I bring that up is because yesterday in giving this briefing, the White House physician, the guy personally tasked with handling Joe Biden's health and well-being, did not have anything for us. He did not show up yesterday to the briefing and brief reporters. And why is that significant? Because if you remember – Earlier in this week, you heard Dr. Ronnie Jackson on the show, former White House physician under Barack Obama and Donald Trump. He was famously once giving a health briefing about the president where the media was like doing everything short of throwing rocks at him. He was telling him, no, no, Trump's fine. He checked out. His health is okay." And the media was like, hell no, he's not. You're lying. You're a fraud. Let's get this guy. The media is a bunch of losers. But it's fine to have Trump's doctor out there attacking him. And being screamed at for not being transparent. But Ronnie Jackson at least showed up to the gig. Biden's White House visit does, not, does not show up to the presser yesterday. They share a letter that he wrote to the White House staff in the name of transparency. But, I mean, let's be honest. Is that real transparency in this moment not even close no that's a coordinated communication between him and the white house almost propaganda for all intents and purposes and i'm not saying joe biden is doing poorly right now and i hope to hell he's not doing poorly i don't wish the guy any ill will but they basically got out there yesterday with no physician and played it down they were like well it's it's no big deal guy's getting treated with the drug it's not really an issue it doesn't matter where he caught it it doesn't matter who he was exposed to And if that's really going to be the approach that a 79 year old man getting covid, he's going to be fine. Why are we even worried? It doesn't matter where he caught it. Why are we even worried? If that's the case, why do the rest of us have to live our lives in fear? I think he's got a point. Why are we masking children in California whose rate of transmission is infinitesimal, whose mortality rate is infinitesimal? Why are we harming children? Why are we damaging their mental health if a 79-year-old guy walking out the door is no big deal? It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. If ever you wanted to wonder whether or not public health initiatives were more to do with political control and less to do with virus mitigation, yesterday's presser was the tell. I'll give you some of the clips, but again— The next time they tell you you're fired if you don't get a vaccine, which, oh, by the way, three of them didn't stop this guy from getting covid. That's not a vaccine. Okay, you get one vaccine for polio. You never hear the word breakthrough case. You never hear 10 million breakthrough polio cases, let alone 10 million breakthrough polio cases amongst people who've been vaccinated three times. Think about that. You can call this a treatment because that's what it is, not a vaccine. A vaccine, by definition, stops you from getting the thing you're vaccinated for. Biden's been shot up three times. He's still got COVID. But the next time they tell you you're fired if you don't get it, understand why they're doing it. It's completely control. When they tell you you got to put on a mask in San Diego, when they tell you your kid's going to learn over Zoom and we're going to screw up their mental health and cut their education again. I love the poorly educated. We'll understand the next time it happens. OK, understand why it's happening. The control of you is so much more important than the control of the virus. Again, they're sitting there telling you it's no big deal. Where did he get it? That's ah, not really important. Who cares? What are we talking about? OK, listen to this clip because this is fascinating. OK, they were asked, where was he infected? Now, why is this noteworthy? Because he was in Massachusetts the day before giving a speech. The White House staff, including Corinne Jean-Pierre, traveled with the guy. She says it doesn't matter where he got it. But by that metric, that means it doesn't matter if she has it. Why? Oh, yeah, because young people do better against the virus, which means we shouldn't be locking them down. Oh,
7: wow.
3: But understand, too, the insane hypocrisy and lack of transparency. When Trump got covid The media had flow charts for miles. This is everywhere he's gone. This is everywhere he's talked to. This guy's a super spreader. He's a murderer. We're all going to die. Run for your life. That's what they did. Find out Biden has COVID. He's surrounded by hundreds of people. It's no big deal. Do you understand the politics are always more important than the people? Here's their clip. It's clip four.
0: Where was he infected? I, I don't think we know Um, I certainly don't know if if you have any thoughts on it.
3: Look, I I don't think that that matters, right? I think what matters is we prepared for this moment. I think what matters uh, is what Dr. Jha just laid out.
0: Uh, If we look at where we were were a year and a half ago, this is a president, when he walked in,
3: one of his first priorities was to make sure we had a comprehensive plan to get people vaccinated. And so now today, look look to today, more and more people are getting closer to having a more normal life. Uh, Vaccines are available. And as Dr. Jha said, if you have not gotten Vaccinated, please do. If you have not, if you're, if you have not
0: gotten boosted, please do. Uh, these are uh, these are treatments that are going to
3: keep you safe, and I think that's what matters here is making sure that we continue to do the work. And the good thing is that uh, the president again has been uh, uh, vaccinated and double boosted. No, 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 you're doing it all wrong. Yo, think about that. Doesn't matter. He's been vaxxed and boosted. You see how they keep pushing the message, the narrative, vaxxed and boosted, vaxxed and boosted. He's been vaxxed and boosted. I just want to remind everybody that he's been vaxxed and boosted. She's worse than Kamala. Yeah. Yo, are you ready? Are you listening? We all know he's been vaxxed and boosted. You know what else he's been? Tested positive for COVID. Stop telling me this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. If we're going to keep trotting out people who are vaxed and boosted and have COVID, maybe this is a treatment, but you can't tell me it's not a personal choice. The whole point of America is personal choice. And in this instance, they sold us this vaccine and they justified a mandate, which, oh, by the way, they said was never going to be a thing. Another question from another student.
5: Would you support a nationwide mandate of the COVID vaccine once it comes out?
3: No, definitely not. You don't want to mandate and try and force anyone to take a vaccine. We've never done that. We don't want to be mandating from the federal government to the general population.
4: It would be unenforceable and not appropriate.
3: He should be behind bars. It would be unenforceable and not appropriate. Those were Fauci's words. Within weeks, when the politics changed, understand the virus didn't change, the data didn't change, the vaccines didn't change. When the politics changed a few weeks later and they decided to embrace this mandate as a culture war issue. Hey, we'll call it a pandemic of the unvaccinated since we're not shutting down the virus like we promised on the campaign trail. We need to blame it on somebody no differently than they do with inflation. Oh, it's Putin's price hike. You know, no differently than they tried on Afghanistan. Oh, Trump wanted to get out of Afghanistan. Actually, that's true. But Trump wanted to take the civilians home before the troops. Biden took the troops home before the civilians who were unarmed. That's stupid. Use your common sense. But again, here is Biden back uh, on the campaign trail promising to shut down the virus. Something that didn't happen. Clip two.
5: Testing, tracing, masking. Not politicizing the race for a vaccine. I'm going to shut down the virus. We will deal honestly with the American people. And we'll never, ever, ever quit. I'll put in place a plan to deal with this pandemic responsibly. On July 4th, we're going to celebrate our independence from the virus.
3: I mean.
8: Get them out of here. Get them
3: out. On July 4th, we're going to, we're going to celebrate our independence from the virus. Yo, that was in 20. 20- 21. And here we are over a full year later with the guy who said we were now independent from the virus sitting on a covid diagnosis. Never mind that Joe Biden, the guy who in that montage promised to shut down the virus, has presided over not one but two times as many covid deaths as Donald Trump. This despite the fact that he inherited two vaccines. Why am I making this point, you guys? I'm not mad at Joe Biden. I want him to do well. Believe me, again and again and again, the last thing I or anybody listening to this show wants is a President Kamala Harris. No,
4: God! No, God, please, no! No! No!
3: But understand, the idea of shutting down the virus is ludicrous. We have to live with the virus It's just out there. It's a thing. People are going to get it, whether they're vaccinated, whether they're unvaccinated. You being vaccinated does not inhibit your ability to give somebody else COVID. Biden has it. He can give it to other people. OK, you not being vaccinated doesn't make you more likely to transmit it than somebody who is vaccinated. It's all a personal choice. And I'm making that point in this moment to highlight the fact that it really was disgusting that they destroyed our personal freedom and they did so on a lie. The guy who said he'd shut down the virus, the guy who said this is a personal choice is going to affect other people, so you got to get vaxxed and boosted. Well, that guy has just been vaxxed and boosted three times and he still has covid keep that in mind the next time they're trying to take away your personal choice and force some medicine on you that gives the pharmaceutical company legal and criminal immunity if something goes wrong.
4: Got a little number here for all those bosses making us get the vaccine. Take this jab and shove it. I ain't working here no more. The government lied to call our freedom. It's my choice, not yours You better not try to jab me today As I'm walking out that door Take this jab and shoot I ain't working here no more I've been working in my house Which felt like 15 years all this time I've watched politicians Selling us a ton of fear And I've seen Dr. Fauci lie And change his mind every day I take my mask off and send it back If I had the guts to say Take this jab and sugar I ain't working here no more The government lied to freedom. It's my choice, not yours. You better not try to jab me today as I'm walking out the door. Take this jab and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Take this jab and shove it.
2: You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox across America.
6: Hey folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's list, your go-to home services marketplace for getting all your jobs done. Well, now you might be wondering what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you it's the nation's largest home services marketplace connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services.
3: Oh, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And you know, they're mismanaging things at the White House if CNN's getting upset. CNN is the worst. That's young Lincoln, Phelan. He will be joining us in the third hour today. Radio's first family uniting again on the air. Jenny and Lincoln are helping me close out the show today because I'm going to be on Gutfeld tonight at 11. They're going to be in the audience. Hopefully Lincoln doesn't heckle and get me thrown off the show. Uh, But right now, that is not the concern. The concern in this moment is the president. We want the guy to be okay. We want him to be a lot healthier physically than he is politically. Here is John Berman, though. It's CNN throwing the challenge flag at the fact that the White House physician did not speak to reporters. Clip eight. The White House doctor often briefs the press and briefs briefs the public when there is an issue with the president's health. Why have not we heard from them?
0: Well, I think you have heard. Dr. O'Connor is his personal physician. You have heard from Dr. O'Connor in the letter. We are fully committed to transparency here. You're going to hear every day from Dr. O'Connor through uh, written communication. He was going to put out his own statement uh, with his assessment of how the president is doing. And then the second part is, you know, we're all in pretty constant contact. We're speaking to each other. I'll be speaking to the president every day. Uh, That combination means that the American people will have a very full, complete
3: picture of how the president is doing. But no plans to make him available to the press or the public as of now?
0: You know, Dr. O'Connor is going to be sharing his information. I will be out there. I think you're going to hear from a variety of administration officials.
3: It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Why is it significant that his doctor's not there? Number one, obviously, you're owed transparency, and previous presidents had their doctor front and center. Never forget Ronnie Jackson, who's on this show. He's getting yelled at by Barack Obama right now for saying that Joe Biden lost his marbles, but Ronnie Jackson was under siege. But why do they want to question this guy? It's because they don't trust the information they're getting from this president. They want to ask everybody, probe it from every angle, because Biden has lost the trust of the American people. Here's four times he told you you couldn't get COVID if you were vaccinated. Actually, I'll give you some short highlights. Here's July 2021, clip 10.
5: You're OK. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah.
3: I mean, Joey. <laughs> Let's do it again. This is clip 11, him telling you this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Clip 11.
5: There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We've got to make more
3: progress. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, said the vaxxed and boosted president who just got COVID. (laughs) Dude, if you want to know why you're polling at 30%, if you want to know why nobody trusts this White House, listen to the confidence, listen to the condescension they have towards the people who don't agree with them when they themselves are the ones that are wrong. They don't need a mandate, they need a mirror.
0: It's the reality show that's got no shot in the ratings. Introducing Unvaccinated Cops. Get
3: out of your police car with your hands up and take off your badge. But Sarge, I was on my way to an armed robbery.
0: Right along as understaffed police forces fight crime and mandates.
3: 911, what's your emergency? Hello, yeah, there's a guy dressed as a
4: ninja swinging a sword outside the mall.
3: I'm sorry, sir. We had to fire about thirty percent of the force. Do you know karate or anything? What? No.
0: Unvaccinated cops. Not coming soon to a crime scene near you.
3: (laughs) you Funny. Fox across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, We wrote that bit on vaccinated cops. Why? Because here in New York and around the country, a lot of people were fighting the cops when we needed the cops to be out fighting crime. That's going on around the country. This is ridiculous. Again, we laid off cops. They were forcing truckers out of their jobs. They were firing frontline healthcare workers. What do all of these people have in common? They were out keeping the world afloat. While the rest of us were home watching Tiger King down, they were doing it without a vaccine. Cops, essential workers, retail workers, you know, people who work at supermarkets, OTR truckers, people delivering packages. You know, all of these folks deemed essential, forced to keep working with no vaccine anywhere in sight. And those people who kept society afloat. And got to the phase of the pandemic where we did, in fact, have a vaccine at our disposal. A lot of them had contracted COVID, beaten it, developed natural immunity. But they were still ultimately forced out of their jobs, out of their jobs, if they didn't have the vaccine. Yo, that is a complete and total scam. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And I bring it up. Not just to highlight the ridiculousness of Biden having COVID despite being vaccinated not once, not twice, but three times. But because it's part of this larger issue we've had in society where we're fighting the wrong battles. Okay, we spent two years in this country pretending with a straight face that the cops were a bigger threat to the communities than the criminals were. All of these woke bail reform laws. Well, we can't throw people in jail if they're minorities, because that's racist. You know, we're disproportionately jailing minorities. Okay, I get that your heart might be in the right place and that you want to help minorities. But if you want to help minorities, lock up the minorities who break the law, because it keeps the minorities who don't break the law a hell of a whole lot safer.
0: What can I tell
3: you, kid? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. The biggest killer in America amongst black Americans in terms of criminal acts is black-on-black crime. So what do woke bail reforms do? They let black people out of jail, and they wind up killing more black people. Yo, that's not racist. That's not wrong of me to say. That's not like a distraction from some bigger democratic issue. Yo, that's the truth. And when we fought this war on cops, we emboldened a lot of criminals one of which last night tried to stab my man Lee Zeldin. You've heard Lee Zeldin on the show a lot. He did Gutfeld with me a few months back. He was great. He was a good dude. He's running for governor against Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul, a jackass, who replaced former governor Hansey Andy Cuomo.
7: Andy! Andy!
3: But Kathy Hochul, she's, of course, the one who, you know, is pushing mass mandates, has my, you know, vaccine mandate here in New York is barring people who are unvaccinated from coming into the building I work at. It's not a Fox policy, that's a Hochul policy. Okay, Lee Zeldin running to unseat Kathy Hochul, a woman who again is a Democrat and warns you all the time about the dangerous rhetoric in our politics, yet has been openly posting the campaign schedule of Lee Zeldin, calling him a radical, calling him a threat to women, calling him a threat to minorities, and last night a guy shows up at the actual Zeldin rally, Pulls a brass knuckle shaped knife on the guy.
4: Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person.
3: And you want to know something? You're not hearing a hell of a whole lot about it in the media. Okay, a few weeks ago, we had a guy locked up for attempted murder on Brett Kavanaugh. A few weeks later, we got another guy just locked up after he tried to stab a governor, a gubernatorial candidate. Are they really talking about it much in the media? The answer would be no. No, not really. It's not a thing. You want to know why? You want to know why? It's because obviously he's a Republican. Okay, that's why this isn't a thing. But you understand as you're parading around this January 6th thing in prime time and yelling and screaming. Okay, you can't tell me you care about political violence. The whole country needs to stand still. We need to stop everything we're doing and watch January 6th. But in the next breath, when the guy is literally on stage trying to stab somebody, you tell me that it's a non-story. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. Very much so. These are activists masquerading as journalists. Here's Lee Zeldin attacked on stage. It's clip twenty-six. And this is our last stand for New York. And there's only there's only one option. You're done. You're done. You're done. What the hell is wrong with you? Did you hear that? He's got a knife. And they got him on the ground and they're wrestling this slob who tried to stab my man Zeldin. Think about that. Okay. Not really much of a story today, but what's insane. And this is the thing you got to own. Okay. The whole point of the show, it's a very loose show. So I'm trying to get everybody to prioritize the greater good. You can't let people get away with the fraud they're getting away with when it comes to political violence. Understand, everybody who's telling you about January 6th has nothing to say about the fact that a Bernie Sanders campaign worker shot up a congressional softball game. This is a guy who worked for Bernie's campaign who spent a year being told Republicans were the devil, they're literally Hitler, they stole our election with Russia, this guy showed up with a gun and opened fire on a baseball field, nearly killed Steve Scalise. We didn't get a word out of it. out of the Well, it's just some crazy person. OK, when somebody shoots at Republicans, it's a crazy person. We have a mental health problem. OK, somebody says something about a Democrat. Well, that's white supremacy. That's Tucker Carlson. That's Jimmy Fallon. That's Fox News. Listen to the stuff they say. Of course people are going to snap. Again, the double standard, though, is making all of us less safe. Think about Waukesha, Wisconsin. Okay, they want you to believe like Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Because he was out there and what did he do? He shot two white people, which is hardly the definition of white supremacy. I got to be honest, maybe there's a typo in the handbook. But Kyle Rittenhouse in defending his hometown gets attacked by a guy who hits him in the face with a skateboard. The other guy's a convicted pedophile, an actual convicted pedophile, which means he can't even get a job in this country anymore unless he wants to teach kindergartners in a democratic city, in which case, come on down and talk to him about sex. I mean, my God, think about that. But Kyle Rittenhouse shoots at two white people. He's a white supremacist. The guy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, who posts relentlessly on Facebook about the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse got off because it's white supremacy. We're not going to get the society under control until we start killing white people. He gets in a car, runs over 42 white people at a parade. We don't hear a word out of it from the media. Not a word because it doesn't fit the narrative. But do you understand those lives have value? 42 of them got run down. Okay, they have a lot. A lot of them were children. They're at a Christmas parade. They get a lot more value than the people that were looting. Okay, Kyle Rittenhouse's town. They get a lot more value than the guy who was a convicted pedophile. But the media went to bat for those guys, didn't go to bat for the parade victims in Waukesha. The media went to bat. Somehow they think for the Capitol police, even though the only person killed at the Capitol that day was an unarmed Trump supporter named Ashley Babbitt. But the media doesn't go to bat for the Brett Kavanaugh's of the world. They don't go to the bat for the Lee Zeldin's of the world. They don't go to bat for the Steve Scalise's of the world. Why? Because when it comes to condemning political violence... Democrats are so full of crap. Completely full of crap. Okay, that's what we're dealing with. But understand, that's why society is a mess. If the Republicans start doing this, understand, I'll be the first guy to call them out. I don't know these people. Nothing. Nothing, dude. I got a taxi license, a book of jokes. I'll be fine. I am not employed because I show for a party. All Fox wants you to do is get on the air and tell the truth, share your opinion, be yourself, which isn't always a good thing. If you, you know, have my personality, I'm not gonna lie. But they don't care. That's why people get mad at us. Like Trump used to think about how many times Trump has annihilated Fox News on Twitter because we didn't take his side on something because we didn't think he was right, we didn't think he was telling the truth. lot of we took his side during the Mueller probe. Why? Because the Mueller probe was a It was designed not to find collusion, but to get him to self-destruct after a a death-by-a-thousand-cuts scenario— in which they had one anonymously sourced bombshell report after another, all of which turned out to be false, but they created an intense pressure on one man. The walls are closing in. The walls are closing in. Oh, his kids are going to testify. Oh, they're all going to jail. Is he going to pardon Ivanka? Do you think she'll turn state's evidence? It's all over. Tune in to CNN tonight. It's going to be a big one right here on the Chris Cuomo Show. People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastard. The point is... They sold that night and day, up and down and sideways. They told you an election was stolen for three years with no proof. None at all. None. Zero zip zilch. In fact, did you see the New York Times yesterday issuing a, not a retraction, a series of mea culpas in an effort to buy back some credibility? Their journalists did a story about nine times they were wrong over the last few years, one of which is a writer saying, I was wrong about Trump supporters. They're not all racists." And I was wrong about the Russian collusion hoax. And he actually uses the word hoax. But understand, they knew it was BS when they were doing it. They're only distancing themselves now because they realize they did more damage to their own credibility than they did to Trump's. That's
4: why I don't read the newspaper, because
3: it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. But the point is, guys, you can't have a double standard when it comes to political violence. When there's a double standard, there's no standard. None at all. Okay, someone tried to kill a New York congressman last night, Lee Zeldin. It's nowhere in the media. Okay, are you going to tell me, and I don't want this to happen, are you going to tell me if someone attacked AOC, it's not going to get any press? She's a New York congresswoman, and I'm not telling you to do that. I don't want you to do that. Violence, there's no excuse for it. There is no place for it. It's disgusting. It's not who we are. But understand, there's a big double standard here. If someone attacked a liberal Supreme Court justice. Believe me, it's on every news channel you're watching tonight. People are weeping. They're having protests. We're all getting called white supremacists. It must be my fault because I work at Fox. But if someone report, uh, you know, attacks a Republican or a conservative, they don't care. But do you understand the people who are willing to live that life aren't good for our country. They're not good for our country. If you can go find a Republican who didn't condemn January 6th, Bring them to me, as they might say. OK, I'd like to know who it is because I don't want that guy supported ever again. OK, because January 6th is inexcusable. No differently than every Democrat who hasn't condemned the riots of the George Floyd summer, the attacks on the White House of that summer, the attacks on Zeldin, the attacks on Brett Kavanaugh, the attacks on the Supreme Court. Every one of them has to go. I'm talking to you. If you're a liberal listening to the show right now, if you're just stumbling through the through the dial. You came across this guy like, wow, this guy sounds nuts. Let's check this out. I don't even think it's the real host. He might have barricaded himself into the studio. Let's see how long this goes on for before they come barreling through the door and hit him with a taser. (laughs) Wow! But the point is, you're not my enemy if you disagree with what I'm saying. Get it out of your head that you are. Politics has conditioned us in the modern era of digital dopamine to go get likes on our cell phones, by trashing people who disagree with us. It has conditioned us to believe that they aren't our brothers or sisters as Americans. It has gotten to this place of incentivized conflict where we're willing to overlook so many egregious things, and it's why our country is really going to hell in a handbasket.
4: And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit.
2: It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Buy your own damn fries.
7: Help, I need some money. Help, prices aren't funny. Help, you know inflation sucks. One gas was cheaper, so much cheaper than today I never needed anybody's help so I could pay But now these days are gone and Biden's latest poor. Oh. Prices climb every time that I go to the store
3: Fly and Death Defying Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And uh, as inflation is crushing Americans, okay, the Americans Democrats purport to care about the most are, of course, minorities. That's their whole thing. You're a white supremacist. You're a white supremacist. How dare you would disagree with this democratic principle? You're a white supremacist. Democrats just
9: call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas.
3: Totally, because the quality of life for black America is once again getting crushed under Joe Biden, just the way it was for a lot of people under Barack Obama. Here is Van Jones on CNN openly admitting, okay, as he did two weeks ago, that Democratic Party is not prioritizing what the minority community prioritizes. Two weeks ago, he was speaking about Latinos. He said none of them use the word Latinx. They probably don't call each other breakfast tacos either. He could have added that. But here he is talking about the situation for black Americans, clip 14.
0: I think for uh, African-American voters in particular, there's a special heartbreak because, first of all, the pain is more intense. Uh, you know, the, the rising uh, gas prices, food prices, it's really walloped the black community in a particular way. And But the hopes were so much higher.
3: And so you have a community that came out in huge numbers in 2018, huge numbers in 2020, expecting things to get a lot better, and instead, economically at least,
0: it didn't come true. It, it got worse. And so you're going through a summer now of real heartbreak with black voters. The polls show that, and uh, I think Biden's got to take it very seriously.
3: Yep. That's basically what the black community is saying is let's go, Brandon. But despite what Van Jones just told you, black community getting walloped by inflation, walloped in the wallet by gas prices. Here's Pete Buttigieg saying he's astonished that people aren't embracing his green energy platform. Clip 15.
0: The sooner we can be focused on domestic clean energy production uh, as leading the way in, in the U.S. energy mix, the less we are confronted with uh, some of the, the most confounding uh, questions of, uh, of, of geopolitical risk that come with the 20th century economy. I'm, I'm still astonished that, that some folks, uh, and, and I, I felt this I was testifying in Congress yesterday, uh, some folks seem to really uh, struggle to let go of the status quo
3: can you imagine being that stupid i mean seriously pete booty judge you don't have a clue some people are struggling to let go of the status quo can you i mean honestly i don't like the term white privilege i do think there's such a thing as family privilege come from a good family that instills at work ethic indians some self-reliance i do think that's a privilege but white privilege i gotta be honest man as a guy who drove a cab 84 hours a week when my alarm went off at three in the morning It didn't feel any better (laughs) because I was white. (laughs) It just didn't. When I spent those 15 hours a day stuck in traffic getting cut off and shot at, I wasn't like, man, it's a good thing I'm white or this wouldn't have been any fun. It sucked then. It sucked under any ethnicity. But can you imagine trying to claim you're the champion of black America and then in the next breath talking to them about climate change? I'm astonished. People who don't have any money in the bank won't spend $66,000 for a car. I mean, again, if there's such a thing as white privilege, it's climate change. It's being in a position to prioritize the weather 50 years from now. And again and again and again, they don't know what the weather's going to be tomorrow. Weather man's wrong 80% of the time, but you want to believe me, he gets the forecast right in 50 years.
0: Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here.
2: Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: Oh, yes, it sure is. We're coming to from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Got a big hour of Fox Across America coming up. Johnny Joey Jones is going to be here. He is a military hero, a Purple Heart recipient, A man who is not woke in any way, shape, or form. Why do I bring up the fact that a military guy might be woke? Everything woke turns to including our media. In this hour, we're going to discuss a new report. This is crazy. I'm not happy about this. This is not a good thing. Okay, but we've got a military that is facing a recruiting shortage. Right now, because of according to uh, this is nuts, because according to a new article in the Spectator World, a lot of the young kids who would traditionally sign up and fight for this country are very turned off by a lot of these woke initiatives that are eliminating the meritocracy in our military and prioritizing things like inclusion. That's Use your common sense. Folks, I'm just going to tell you this. I am not a military expert. Okay, most of my background in the military comes from playing the board game Risk when I was a child. Maybe several video games like Contra, Up, Down, Up, Down, A, B, Select. I know the codes. I can beat you in Nintendo. But I am not a war veteran like Johnny Joey Jones. But even I know that when it comes to war, when it comes to the battlefield, there isn't any room for racism. Because in the heat of battle, you're never going to say, "Well, I don't want cover from those people," you know. you are depend your life is on the line. You are depending on your fellow soldiers to protect you, to fight, to protect the country and its freedoms. There is no room for discrimination on the battlefield. Nobody has that luxury. So just getting that out of the way. If the point of war is to win. Okay, then on the merits of that alone, you're never going to have issues with racism on a battlefield. Okay? Hey, maybe there's a guy who uses language you don't like. I'm not saying that's okay, but believe me, the language isn't going to hurt half as bad as the enemy's bullets. If you've got somebody on that battlefield who doesn't know what they're doing, but they're inclusive, that's the problem. We're fighting the wrong battles in prioritizing things like inclusion. Here it is, okay? On Tuesday, the Army's number two officer told Congress the service has no choice but to reduce total force strength by 10,000 people for the fiscal year beginning in September. So we're going to shrink our Army by 10,000 people. That can't be good. Not good. One theory is that the armies become too woke, dissuading people who are usually interested in serving their country from doing so. Here's Jeff Groom writing in Spectator World. Imagine you're an 18-year-old white Christian male in Georgia, Johnny Joey Jones, with a family history of military service. As you progress through your teen years, you watch Confederate statues being torn down, military bases being renamed, endless media and elitist demonization of your culture as racist and deplorable and backwards – And military and civilian leadership that thinks diversity and inclusion, i.e. fewer white men, is the best thing since sliced bread. Would you volunteer? Identity politics works both ways. And I got to be honest, that's the issue right now. Okay, if you're a white kid growing up in this country... I'm not, like, being conspiratorial here. I'm not being, like, you know, I'm not a provocateur. I'm not a shock jock. A shock jock is a very fancy way to say this guy has no talent, so he says crazy stuff to get attention. Correct the mundo. I'm not a shock jock. I don't come on the air and try to provoke you and get you all worked up. I want you to have a good day. It's Friday, man. You live in America, dude. You know what the rest of the world is doing right now? Not what we're doing. (laughs) You know, a couple of countries are doing okay. But if you live here, you hit the lottery. I don't want to agitate that. Okay? I want you to redeem your ticket and chase down happiness. The whole point of being alive. If you die tomorrow, you're not going to wish you spent more time getting angry listening to the radio or fighting with your political enemies. You're going to wish you had more fun. So I want you to have more fun. Okay? But as a guy who can deal with you from a good place, I'm just telling you, if you were a white kid in America, if you are Lincoln's age, you are right now not the priority. And what I mean by that is, you are almost, I don't want to say you're the enemy. They're like not out to get you, but you're at a disadvantage. If you go into a job with a 4.0 grade point average as a white kid, but you go in and apply for that job with a 3.0 grade point average as a minority, the odds of the minority getting hired are greater than the white kid. Why? Because they're not prioritizing merit, they are prioritizing inclusion. But understand, you shouldn't tear down the achievers. As a means of leveling the playing field, you should build up the people that are below the achievement rate. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's the issue. It's like when you hear like liberal cities out in Seattle are eliminating honors courses. No more honors courses because there's so many Asian kids in the honors courses. How is that that not racist? Harvard got sued for being racist because rather than screening Asian students— against the entire body of applicants. They just screened them against fellow Asian students. So you didn't beat your fellow Asian students. They all score, score high. You can't get in. But somebody else can get in with a far lower GPA. And, you know, if their grades are that bad or their application is that uh, warrantless, we'll just seal the transcript like we did for Barack Obama. Don't be thick, all right? But, I mean, really think about this, okay? People in this country right now are faking being minorities to increase their chances of getting hired. Like Elizabeth Warren faked being a Native American because it got her further ahead in life than it would have to be white at the time. Okay, it's no different than in other parts of the country. You are at an advantage— If you apply for a job as a minority, and hey, I want minorities to live a good, happy, long, healthy life. So I'm not disparaging them. I'm just telling you removing merit from the hiring process, specifically when it comes to things like war, is really detrimental to the country. And me saying this does not mean I'm against people. Of course I'm not. It's America. Be whatever the hell you want. Okay, gay, straight, whatever you identify as, Mario or Luigi, I don't care. You could be trans. Go do it. Have fun. Just don't beat up on the women too much if you're a biological male because we're allowing that to go on right now, and it's ridiculous. But the point is in this moment, the fact that we are conflating objective criticism of these woke initiatives with hate speech is why we're suffering as a country. Okay, it's why people are protesting Dave Chappelle shows. Understand, they've been taught that joking about the trans community is somehow a call to violence. Now, I'm going to tell you this as a guy who, you know, roughs up some comedy clubs when he's not on TV and radio. Okay, you could see me all over the country this summer. Okay, when we're on stage at a comedy club, when we make fun of you, we are treating you as an equal, we're not sticking you off in a corner as some type of infantilized lesser than saying like, oh, you can't make fun of those people. Oh, that's not nice. They're no good. They can't even defend themselves. Like, do you realize how much that infantilizes people to say they can't be made fun of? They are a protected class. That's not a quality, dude. That's exclusion. That's what it is. That's why people were so outraged when Kamala Harris and the Democrats were like, you can't have voter ID laws. Black people can't get an ID. Wait, What? How is that not racist? How is that really? Seriously? Not the most condescending thing you've ever heard. Dude, 80% of black Americans support voter ID laws. Why? Because they wouldn't be able to participate in society if they didn't have an ID. But how could you openly say they're not capable? Yo, that's racist. But that's what we're dealing with in this moment. Okay, an America that's prioritizing identity politics over all else, an America that you can only make fun of white people, you can only trash white kids, you can only trash Christian values, you can only trash, okay, the people that would traditionally be the ones signing up for the military. That's why we have a recruiting problem. You understand? We have a recruiting problem because the people who would normally sign up to defend this country are being told every day that they're the enemy. That they are the oh you're you southern rednecks with your NASCAR. Some of yous uh, got those Confederate flags and listen I'm not can, I'm not supporting the Confederacy okay by saying that, but you understand Abraham Lincoln, someone I studied. Pretty good length to wind up naming my kid Lincoln, by the way. My son is named Lincoln. Okay, I know a little bit about Abraham Lincoln. One of the reasons we had so many monuments after the Civil War, so you understand, was to recognize the sacrifice of life by the losing side in an effort to bring the country together. Hey, we are going to acknowledge that these people mattered to you. We are going to acknowledge that we are a family. We had different priorities. We fought over them, one side one. But in an effort of good faith to get you guys to buy back into this American experiment, there is going to be a lot of honor in defeat. We are going to honor your generals, your soldiers. And again, it is not condoning their values. It is not condoning what they fought for. It's saying you can't be a country If you're just going to pretend one side doesn't have views, that one side isn't entitled to their opinions, that one side isn't worth recognizing when they sacrifice a few hundred thousand lives, it's not agreeing with them. It's dignifying their loss. That's what these statues were. But, of course, in the woke day and age we live in now, they were conflated as what? Well, these are just reminders. That the Confederacy's waiting to come back, that slavery's just around the corner. Watch where you're going, because Robert E. Lee's looking down at you from a pedestal. First of all, as they say, those who don't remember their history are condemned to repeat it. I believe statues should have stayed up with a disclaimer. Hey, it was fashionable to honor this guy way back then. Here's why. People are upset about what he fought for. Here's why. That being said... Go about your day. No need for a protest. It's just a f-ing statue. It's a statue. Taking it down doesn't pay a bill, doesn't fill a gas tank, doesn't fight crime, doesn't secure the border. Folks, no need to get upset and protest. It was put up 200 years ago. It's a f-ing statue. But because we now prioritize words as violence, symbols as violence, We don't actually handle actual violence, which is why you got people protesting out of Chappelle shows because he joked. You imagine being so privileged that you have time to blow eight hours tonight protesting outside a comedy club you didn't even go to. Can you imagine like be living? I don't have that luxury. Oh, my God. I would love to be so well off in life. or so detached from reality. Then I was like, there's a comedy show. I didn't even go to it. I'm going to go protest for eight hours. I mean, talk about check your privilege. But the fact that we're treating the jokes as the violence is why when it comes to the actual violence we need to perpetuate in order to win wars, we're going backwards. It's the war movie that's got critics praising its inclusiveness. Introducing Woke Metal Jacket.
4: I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor
3: the pentagon is tired of having nothing but tough men in the marine corps you gotta be me joker so they're relaxing standards to make it easier for other types of soldiers sound off like you got a pair any military can focus on hurting their enemies but only the american military can focus on hurt feelings
4: are you shook up are you nervous
3: woke metal jacket good night ladies now playing in washington and coming soon to a losing war near you
2: This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: days after University of Penn nominated Leah Thomas as one of its Women of the Year. That is a fact check false. But that is a true story. A, a biological man has been nominated to win the Woman of the Year Award in the NCAA, which I got to be honest, it's a little out there if you're into the old biology thing. And we're not wishing violence upon trans people. But I am telling you that in this moment where there's such a war on just basic American truths, like men and women are different, <laughs> like, we, like you know, white people aren't racist. They're not out to get anybody. Uh, it's no wonder people are reluctant to sign up and die for this country. Our military is going to downscale by 10,000 soldiers this year. Because they can't meet their goals because no one wants to sign up.
2: This could be a problem.
3: Really think about that. And would you sign up for this government that really is telling you America sucks at every turn? Send all the money to Ukraine. We suck. We're racist. We're systemically racist. We're horrible. Get whitey. Are you really going to sign up if you're a white kid for that? I'm not. You know, So I don't begrudge these people. But I do not like or embrace This is a long-term trend because it doesn't end good for any of us. I live in this country. I want people to feel liked and cherished and appreciated, and we have to stop pretending there's a war on alternative lifestyles because it's going to cost us a war. But a point I was making earlier, we're going to discuss. Joseph's on the line in Pocatello, Idaho. Yo, Joe, what is up in pokey, man? Hey, it's uh, nice and hot.
8: You know, going to be 95 degrees here, and uh, it's a beautiful day, but... I just wanted to comment on that uh, – that, uh, uh, you, you mentioned – it was really funny how you mentioned the um, people are trying to pretend to be minorities to get benefits. It reminded me of uh, Soul Man, that movie with C. Tomatale in 86. <laughs> it was hilarious, and I started laughing because I thought of that movie when you said that.
3: <laughs> well, I'll just have you know the correct term now is soul person. It's not man. Don't get us in trouble here. Uh, but you're no, that, <laughs> you can't say man. You got to say person. So them. sold they. But no, you're right. It's so ridiculous. And by the way, that is a great movie. I haven't seen it in 100 years, but I loved it so much. But you're right. That's what's going on now. You have a better job, a better chance of getting hired if you're a minority or a trans person than you are or if you're anything else. And once we right. know that to be the case, how can you tell me this is a racist society? Exactly. Unless it's racist against white people, which is how people feel and they don't want to fight for the country. Do you live out there or are you just working?
8: I'm working, driving truck out here.
3: Oh, good living. Are you cruising up Route 15? What are you on? Uh, yeah, 15 today. You damn right you are. The fellas set a land speed <laughs> record on 15 last year in a rental car. My wife got pulled over. She was driving because I legitimately was too banged up to drive. I let her drive. But uh, if I didn't do some real fancy sweet talking and show a couple of police patches for my brothers, we might still be in the clink out there. You might be bailing out the <laughs> fellas instead of talking to them on the radio. So. Keep, keep it under 119 because my wife did not for the record. But good call, Joe. We'll do it again soon. All right, brother? Love your show. Thank you. I oh, appreciate you, man. Great. Have a great one. There he goes. The great Joe in Pocatello, Idaho. That is a true story. I'll try to bring it up when Jenny joins us. She broke a land speed record. We were coming back from Bear World. If you're out there, she enjoyed Grace Latham's tour so much, she floored it down 15 and got pulled over by the cops. Way to go, Jenny.
2: It's America's Life Coach, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
3: I don't know. I might have to vacate the position. If I'm America's Life Coach, we got big problems. Might have to nominate this next guest, but I don't know what kind of shape he's in. This guy just had a birthday. He's too banged up to even come into the studio today. I'm sure there's a hell of a story behind it. Joining us now, Fox News contributor, a military hero, host of Fox and Friends First at 4 a.m. this morning. Maybe that's what it was. Johnny Joey Jones is here. Hey, man.
8: Hey brother, how's it going? You gotta you gotta keep that hero word out your mouth when you're talking about me. I don't I don't dig that.
3: <laughs> well, you know, when, when a guy who looks like me says hero, I'm talking about a sandwich.
8: <laughs> That's right. I, I have more in common with a really good like meatball sandwich than I do um, <laughs> most of the people I consider to be heroes. I think.
3: All right, fine, and the, we we love the modesty, but let me ask you, birthday boy did you did you have a solid birthday? Were you here in New York for it?
8: Oh, was. it came up Wednesday, the day before my birthday. Yesterday was on my birthday, I did outnumbered. Oh, there you um, go. Um, I used the word karma incorrectly, got and got a lot of people angry at me. And what else <laughs> could you ask for on your birthday? Like than to have these smut mags that, that uh parade as uh liberal media attack you for using a word that, you know, is very ingrained in hippie culture, but not so much for me. So I guess I used it a little bit a little bit wrongly and I apologize.
3: How dare you? That's vocabulary appropriation. Is that what you were charged with? So stupid. Yeah,
8: I was I was charged with assigning uh, assigning uh, uh, the wrong. I used karma, and I probably should have said irony. I guess okay. is the best way. There was a layer of intent there. I didn't mean.
3: Gosh, it's so weird. Did you ever think, you know, that there'd be there'd be a time where you spent your birthday arguing with people who weren't at your party?
8: You know, in the words of of Greg Gutfeld. Man, if that's what you're worried about, you're doing all right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, yo, I saw hold on. I say this all the time because I was talking about Chappelle. I was just talking about in the last break. People were protesting Dave Chappelle. I'm like, how good is your life that you have time to go to a comedy show? You weren't even at to yell and scream about the people who are going to this comedy show. Aren't you kind of killing it in life? If you have the luxury of getting mad over jokes.
8: Jimmy, th- this accounts for most of the people we report on doing dumb things. Like, yep. how do you have time and opportunity? You know, my buddy Luke, you know, he he doesn't live in a state that makes it legal, but his hobbies include, um, include you know, the, the, the green cigarette. Okay, and for him, anytime he's going to go somewhere, he has two questions. Mm-hmm. Who's bringing the snacks and who's funding this op. <laughs> and he needs those two questions answered before he'll go even just jump in the truck and go with me somewhere. And you know what? That's called being a responsible bum. I don't know who's funding this up and who's feeding these people, but they can go out and protest, and AOC's pretending to be handcuffed, and they just stir so much trouble. And it's like, you know, do they have a home? Who pays for that home? Who pays the bills in that home? Do they all have – rich parents or like what's happening
3: yep it's so funny it's true you know all the people who who use terms like white privilege are the only people i know who actually have it meaning they've got some rich white parents that are like here go yell outside the supreme court for 20 hours it's, it's called a
8: georgetown liberal is what it is I'm, i can this is an archetype that i can define to the to the most finite detail my very first day going to school in georgetown i had an f-250 You know, I had an F-250 before I deployed. I got blown up in Afghanistan, came home, was at Walter Reed. Guess what? I still have an F-250. I'm not going to sell my truck because war being blown up put me in the middle of D.C. Georgetown was the best school I could get in, so I applied and I got in there. My first day at school at Georgetown, I'm driving my F-250 down one of those narrow roads, Mm -hmm. and this lady who probably is a contributing editor for the Washington Post, (laughs) um, you know, she's driving her Mercedes down. She didn't know my window was down a little bit. And as she had to squeeze by me, she goes, go back to the country where you belong. And that's the personality of the entire Georgetown Hill over there. They won't let public transportation come in there because they can stand on the stump and argue about inequality, but they want to make sure it stays that way for their area. And that's how liberals
3: are. Oh, it's such a good point. Johnny Joey Jones is on the line if you're just joining us. And it, it is true. And a lot of these ridiculous condescending attitudes towards maybe people from the country, I think, is one of the reasons we did a story earlier about how the military is going to have to lower its recruitment goal by 10,000 people this year because nobody wants to sign up and fight for the country again. We're, I mean, I know, and you've talked about this this at great length on the show. Uh, you were, I guess you joined right after 9-11, partly motivated by terror attacks. Um, where would you be right now today if you had never joined the military but were the same age? Would you want to fight for this country right now? Where would you be?
8: No, I wouldn't. I, you know, and I, I'll always like speaking honestly about this. i joined yeah. the military for very selfish reasons. Okay. Marine Corps recruiters set out a bunch of plaques. And those plaques described a person that I was not and wanted to be. Or at least that I didn't feel like people saw me as and I wanted to prove. Okay. And that's what was important to me. After I joined the military and went to boot camp, on the way out of boot camp, I was fully indoctrinated. Mm-hmm. And I and I was ready to die for my country because I was part of something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to get too serious here yeah, on fine. you know on, on your show. Uh, And that's kind of that's a little bit of a blow the belt yet. I hope you get it. But anyway, (laughs) not to get too serious on the Jimmy Fallon show here. uh, But but for real, just to speak plainly now, these recruiting woes we're having, it's because we're bringing the military standard to people. And they're disinterested, Mm -hmm. because even the most liberal progressive person out there Mm -hmm. innately is not just attracted to something that isn't challenging. There's a human nature thing that transcends partisan politics that says, challenge me. And I enjoy that. That's why we do puzzles and play video games. That's why we, Um, You know, have the careers we have. That's why we have the education we have. Even an ivory tower educated person was challenged in every level of education they received. And that's part of why they enjoyed it. If you want people to join the military, set the bar, put it in in an unmovable place and tell somebody to come see if they can reach it. And we're doing the opposite. We're saying, oh, you know, you want to have purple hair? That's no big deal. You want to weigh 300 pounds? That's no big deal. You want to have tattoos on your forehead? That's no big deal. And, and people aren't being asked to, to be challenged and, and achieve something that they didn't know they could achieve. And that's the, the entire premise of Marine Corps Boot Camp is they show you something you don't think you can do, and then they teach you how to do it. And then there's that feeling of satisfaction. Then, you, then they show you the next thing you don't think you can do, and they teach you how to do it. That's not what we're doing anymore. That's not what our young people are experiencing. And now they're being indoctrinated from you know, starting in fifth grade Mm -hmm. by liberal educators, TikTok and Instagram, on why they shouldn't want to be challenged and they shouldn't want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. And they should want to be selfish because apparently it's tyranny if you're not allowed to be selfish. Yeah, no, it's and it's it's a cultural problem that our military is following the wrong lead on.
3: Oh, dude, I, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like, you know, I don't have the experience you do in terms of war and combat, but my guess is there's not room for discrimination or racism on a battlefield because you're counting on each other. No.
8: It's not even in the – listen, you know what you have – You make jokes about every aspect of a human being besides you, and then you prove your love to them by trying to die for them. That's what being in the military is. You know what that is? That's called a grown-up view on life. There isn't a stereotype out there, just like back to Dave Chappelle. There isn't a thing out there. There isn't an aspect of me from losing my legs to being a heterosexual white male from the South that isn't worthy of being made fun of. Mm -hmm. But making fun of me for that is your way of saying, hey, man, I see you for who you are, and I love it anyway. Yep. And we're so far away from that right now that we don't know what to do with ourselves, and, and it's absolutely ridiculous, and it's indicative of a society that is not ready to defend itself, and it's what scares me about our culture. Mm-hmm. Your, your ability to survive as a nation, the strength of your military, the backbone of it is your culture as a people. People in the military aren't so severed from reality that they aren't just a microcosm of what exists everywhere else. So if we have craziness and lawlessness running the streets… In San Francisco, Chicago, New York, and that makes its way to Noonan, Georgia, and uh, Sevierville, Tennessee, well, guess what? That's what we're going to get in the military too, And that's the problem we have.
3: Uh, Listen, I I agree, and you are very fired up today. The Braves on like a three-game losing streak. What did I miss?
8: No, I just got bored, and I've had to talk about this a time or two. Kind of, kind of pisses me off a little I bit. I know. I get it, and you yeah. should be
3: pissed. But nobody articulates it better than you, and I know I appreciate you having time to do this. I am actually – I'm like 30 seconds out of a hard commercial break today. <laughs> For real. So normally we'd have, like, two minutes to take shots at Georgia football now, and you could make fun of my jackets and and do one of those fancy things. But I just wanted to wish you happy birthday, and thank you for speaking to this, because it doesn't have the same credibility coming from me. You're a hero. All I did was play Call of Duty and Contra on my Nintendo. You know what I'm saying?
8: (laughs) I'll be a meatball sandwich for you any day, brother. Hey, I appreciate (laughs) you. thanks for having
3: me. There you have it. I'll see you at the counter. Don't go anywhere.
2: Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back.
0: It's the film collection that's got audiences virtue signaling. The Biden-Harris administration presents Woke Movies. The words of a president matter. All the Hollywood classics have been remade to meet today's gender-free standards. From Julia Roberts in Pretty Person.
1: Big mistake. Big. Cute.
0: To Marlon Brando in The Godparent. I have a sentimental weakness for my children and I spoil them as you can see. You're lying to yourself if you don't want to see Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Them. You can't handle the truth! And the animated classic, Cisgender Lady of the Tramp, will have all the kids at your place. And I love kids jumping on my lap. Woke Movies, the first Oscar ceremony where everybody gets a trophy.
7: I can't deny the fact that you like me right now! You like me!
3: Oh, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Yes, nobody lining up to go to the woke Oscars or the woke movies, for that matter. But it really is. It's such a mess, man. And you know I'm in a good mood. It's a Friday. I got Jenny and Lincoln joining me in the next hour. Those dirtbags are going to be here. They have a little chit-chat. And we got a lot to get to. We're even going to go extra loose. This is a campaign promise I've been making to the Fox Across America audience for a while now, which is we would bring back one time— One time, back when we launched, we used to play a game called Strip Club or Daycare. We are bringing it back in the next hour. This is a one-time offering. Don't get excited. But we need to do something just to give Lincoln something to occupy his potty mouth with. So he doesn't go off on one of his tangents and get me in trouble. Having a teenager is like in your life in public is like having a Joe Biden in your life. You never know what's going to come out of their mouth. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Well, thankfully, Lincoln has been raised in a woke America. We don't have to worry about him commenting on race. But you get the point. It's a little bit of a mess out there. You know, when it comes to the president of the United States, any objective observer would tell you. Biden's lost his marbles. But nobody's crazier, as we were just saying. Then the idea again and again and again, every time this story crosses like my license plate reader in my head and there's certain data that comes up, the first piece of data I hear about woke military is that understand there is no room for discrimination on a battlefield. You're not saying – Cover me. I'm going in. Well, not you. You hold your fire. But the rest of you cover me because I don't like those people like that's not going on. I admire your honesty. There's no version of this. okay? you know, one of the most heartbreaking stories I ever told on this story, not even told. It was a story I heard was Oliver North telling me that, you know, the first black friends he made were in the military. And he had a black soldier die in his arms on Christmas, of all things. Who's ready for some comedy? And uh, he had such like an inextricable link to this guy and his life and his family because they had served together on a battlefield. And when one of his friends died in battle, you don't understand the fraternity of combat. You guys just risked your lives together. And I promise you, nobody on the other side of the world is putting a hate has no home here sticker on an army tank. They're not sitting here in China being like, well, do we have enough non-binary cisgender sergeants out there in the army? They're not, they're not doing that. Correct the mundo. And I promise you, they're not doing it in Russia either. They're not making air Air Force suits for pregnant women. Why? Because war is not about inclusion. War is about exclusion. It's about taking out your enemy with maximum blunt force. Can you imagine like woke Paul Revere? The British are coming. If I could get like seven men, they uh, can't all be white, though. I'm going to need a little bit of everything. Do we have anyone of Mexican descent Do we have any black men? We need three of each. Uh, Can I get nine women? That's not what they did. Why didn't they do that? Because it was war. It was all hands on deck, regardless of what those hands feel when they reach down and squeeze their privates. What the hell did you just say? But that's the point. The military is about privates, just not the privates they're focusing on here. I'm sorry. I'm a little loopy. It's Friday. I'm supposed to be plugging comedy dates in this break. I promised all the clubs. Listen, if you're out in the Lake of the Ozarks, you can meet my wife Friday night, August the 19th at the Encore. Tickets for that on sale at Ticketmaster. I'll be doing stand-up, and I'll be holding Jenny's hair in the bathroom after the show because you get a— Married woman with kids out of the house. They get rowdy. Like, you don't don't understand. Like a force of nature. That is Friday night, August the 19th, in the Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Of course, the following week, uh, I'll be in Reno while Jenny's in rehab. But I will be out uh, in Carson at the Carson Nugget. Tickets for that Friday and Saturday at ccnugget.com. We have also added a big date in Vegas. Uh, That is November 5th at the Red Rock Resort. Uh, Those tickets... Not yet on sale uh, through this site. We don't have a link for us, uh, but if you go to the Red Rock Casino, you go to the resort website, you will, in fact, be able to get tickets to that show right now. And going to see me in Vegas is a big deal. Okay, because you're never going to feel better about your own depravity, your own vices, than when you see your buddy Jimmy Fallon walk in the Vegas Strip. I'm usually in bad shape. I mean, that's the one thing about casinos. I don't really like working casinos, because you're only employed an hour a day, and then you've got 23 hours to wander around town. That can't be good. Not for a guy like me in Vegas, you know, me and the blackjack tables of, you know... We've had some ups and downs is what I would say. Uh, Not a lot of ups, uh, but plenty of downs. Uh... (laughs) At the pawn shop, walking to the airport, it's not pretty. It's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated. But the point is, if you want to come to one of those gigs, and we do have a big theater gig coming up in Ottumwa, Iowa, at the Bridgeview Center. That is October the 15th. Uh, They have not officially put those tickets on sale, but we did sign off on the press release yesterday saying, like, this is a go. You can get out there and start advertising. So we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, And a lot of local stand-up dates in the tri-state area as well. And if you're listening in on WDBO down in Orlando, we're heading your way too. We're just trying to work out the final date on that. The point is we're getting this show on the road. So I want to go hang out with you guys. That's the whole hook of this show is I'm not the star. We are, you know, this little group of people, this ramshackle group of radio misfits – who care about the country but don't care to take any of it seriously. Why? Because the world is on fire. It's a hot mess. We don't need more people pumping gasoline, but we do need a few more people like yourselves willing to pick up a stick and roast a couple of marshmallows. So if you could do me so kindly, grab a damn stick, is what I say, and hold on to it, because when the military collapses, (laughs) because we've got they's and them's, and again, I am all for anybody. Who wants to fight in the military fighting in the military if this is a meritocracy? Do you remember in Saving Private Ryan where Lee Army, the drill sergeant's going in on the recruits?
4: You are the lowest form of life on earth. You're so
7: ugly
3: you can be a modern art masterpiece. Oh you little maggots, you make me want to vomit. He was crushing their feelings. Why? So they'd be tough enough for war. That's why. He was crushing their feelings because war is not about hurt feelings. War is about hurting your opponent. When you're right, you're right. and You're right. But in the modern version of Woke Metal Jacket, he can't hurt their feelings because they're more important than hurting the enemy is making sure everybody feels loved and appreciated and included. What the? Jenny Fayla, Lincoln Fayla will be included in the next hour. Don't go anywhere. Going to be a wild one with a game of strip club or daycare on Fox Across America.
2: Live from everywhere, USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fayla.
3: Here we go, here we go, Company alive from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy-top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not running for president in 2024, but get this, Dick Morris, sensationalist wacko, pal of the Clinton camp, telling us that Hillary Clinton is talking behind the scenes about running again. Girl, please
4: stop talking right now.
3: We will tell you why. This is a thing. We covered this on Kennedy last night, and we will tell you why Hillary could be left howling at the moon a third presidential time. Ow, 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 ow. 888-788-9910. Not a ton of time for calls in this hour. Why? Because Jenny Fala and Lincoln Fela are going to be joining me on the back end of this hour. There you have it. The Jackson 3 Radio's first family getting the band back together. They're in the building today because I am taping the Godfeld Show, which will air, of course, tonight at 11 o'clock on the Fox News channel. And uh, I'm bringing by Jenny and Lincoln for some family time beforehand because I tell you this every day. Fox Across America. I say this. It's, it's not like shtick. I say it's America's family meeting. And we're really approaching the country like we're a family. The way a family does. You have X amount of income. You have Y amount of bills. You have the end goal of pursuing happiness and pursuing the fun things you want to do within those means, working hard to expand those means, but prioritizing the greater good in the overall scheme of things and lapping up as much happiness as you can. That's the point of Fox across America. We're trying to be a force multiplier of positive energy. We're trying to be a force multiplier of patriotism because on this country, in this country, everybody listening has a very unique American Privilege, not white privilege, not the 1%. If you live in America, you hit the lottery.
6: Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you,
3: you're always right. So I'm always in a good mood on this show. Okay. And I'm always, like I said, trying to tackle issues, not from a political standpoint, but from a feasibility standpoint. We have X amount of income as a country. We have Y amount of bills. These are our resources. This is the best way to deploy them. This is where we're not deploying them properly. This is why things aren't going good. But essentially, that's the approach I'm taking because as a country, we have those wants and needs. Look at it like a family. Okay, the kids want to go to Disneyland every Saturday and ride the rides. But unfortunately, it costs so much money if we were to do that, dad would wind up having to turn tricks behind Space Mountain. So I'm always having that honest conversation with you and I'm approaching the issues from that standpoint because I don't want to win. Like my job when I get on the air is the country. Okay, It's not the party. I'm not an activist. I'm a talk show host. I do not get on the air being like, gosh, I hope this made him vote Republican today. Because believe me, there are plenty of garbage Republicans out there. We don't need members of the uniparty, which is most of Washington, the people who go along to get along because they like getting that lobbyist money, those hot stock tips like Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi. They're making all kinds of dough.
9: Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbag.
3: They sure are. But they're prioritizing themselves over the country. And bigger than all of that, you know, is the fact that. We, we are always getting the bill. We are always suffering the consequences. When people put party over country, okay, yeah, their party wins sometimes. Okay, but the country as a whole never does because nobody prioritizes progress as much as they prioritize winning. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. I bring up winning because one woman who hasn't won. Uh, She ran in 2008 and lost to Barack Obama, of all people, who had no record in governance going into that election. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But he was a hot topic president. Right guy at the right time. Obama exploded onto the scene. And Hillary never, ever, ever had a chance. This is not okay. And believe me, she didn't think it was okay. If you remember, the Clintons were actually the ones who started the birth certificate ruse. Towards the tail end of those primaries, when she was getting her butt handed to her, they started floating through the Sidney Blumenthal's of the world. The prospect that Obama wasn't born here and couldn't uh serve as president that's just how white folks will do you and yes trump ran with the birther movement as well which i gotta be honest with it it was disgusting you don't get a free pass on this show we can order a la carte i can think trump's better than hillary trump's better than biden and still criticize the guy from time to time you ought to be ashamed of Secretary. yourself politics gets so transactional there be like oh well no you can't ever call out your side that's why the country sucks you guys you gotta call out your side if they're wrong Okay, but when it comes to this Hillary Clinton thing, understand this has a lot to do with the country. Okay, if Joe Biden is doing a good job as your president, he's not even two years into his first term. Would we be talking about potential 2024 candidates? The answer would be no. Of course not. But you're hearing rumbles of Gavin Newsom is running campaign ads down in Florida, Kamala Harris meeting with fundraisers behind the scenes. (laughs) Again, that's got to be the greatest meeting ever. Hey, you want to donate to Kamala for president? The answer would be no. Thanks for coming. Have a good day. (laughs) Take a muffin. We ordered so many for the meeting. We got a lot of bottled water. We thought we were going to be here a little longer. Take some stuff with you so we don't have to clean this crap up. But the point is they're having these conversations because nobody in their right mind thinks Biden's running again. That's the thing. Getting past inflation being at a 40-year high and obviously gas being unaffordable, the border being overrun, the lawlessness in our city streets is the fact that, yes, Joe Biden is the only guy you know who quits talking in the middle of a sentence because he's finished.
5: We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by, go, you you know the thing. We have a president that is clearly not
3: all there. So understand, when Dick Morris comes out with a report that Hillary's running again, Okay, yes, it was on Newsmax, and, you know, people trust Newsmax about as much as they trust the finger sandwiches at Jeffrey Dahmer's house, you know, strip club buffet, gas station sushi, whatever analogy you want to go with. Newsmax, one of the finest cable access channels in the history of this country. Don't get me wrong. But Dick Morris has close ties to the Clintons. And when he lets go of a trial balloon saying Hillary is going to run again, understand that's what it is, a trial balloon. They want to see what the reaction is, how mad will the Republicans get. Will any Democrats gravitate towards her, given that Kamala is as low as she is, given that Newsom is as useless as he is? Understand, guys, Gavin Newsom can't be president. Because every single campaign ad is just going to be what the state of California looks like right now. It's really, really bad. You will not walk five city blocks in California. And again, I hate to do this to you, but you won't see five blocks where there's not at least one guy going potty on the sidewalk. And their crime's out of control. They recalled Gascon uh, because the bail reforms have set the criminals free, created an environment where they have more empathy for the perp than they do for the cop, for the law-abiding citizen. They've run California, which is geographically a beautiful state. They've run it into the ground. They've destroyed it. It's disgusting, okay? It's the fifth biggest economy in the world. They make money, but everyone's leaving. They're leaving in record numbers. Corporations are leaving. Big-time employers are leaving because of their heavy regulatory burden and the heavy taxation they're placing on businesses. California is not a business-friendly state. It is not a quality-of-life friendly state unless you happen to be a zillionaire, okay? But outside of that, people who are rank-and-file Americans are leaving in droves, and for that reason, you can't actually run and win the presidency when everybody's fleeing the state you run. Understand, if you're opening a restaurant, you're not going to win any chef awards, if everybody want, stumbles out of your restaurant and throws up on the sidewalk, you know what I mean? That you got to understand, like, Gavin, News, Gavin Newsom is in the state they're leaving the most. Ron DeSantis, the guy's the military, the military, the media, want you to believe is the devil. Ron DeSantis has more people moving to his state than any other state in the country. That's the tell. That's the whole litmus test. Okay, they want you to believe Florida sucks. Florida's homophobic. Florida's racist. But Florida has more black Americans moving to it than any other state. Florida has more gay Americans moving to it than any other state. They say, you know, Florida has no freedom, but Florida didn't lock down. Florida didn't impose mask mandates. Florida didn't impose vaccine mandates. You know what they did? They took a targeted approach to vaccination. You know, Governor DeSantis, recognizing the fact that he had the second oldest population in America next to New York, he took a targeted approach and prioritized vaccinating elderly people. Elderly people with underlying health complications, let's get them vaccinated first. And that's why Florida, despite its lack of lockdowns, despite its lack of school closures, despite its lack of mask mandates and vaccine mandates, that's why Florida has better COVID rates than anybody else in the country.
0: He knows
2: what he's talking about.
3: But understand, knowing that to be the case. Yes, DeSantis is in a good position. I don't know if Trump's going to run or not. That's the Republican side of things. But regardless of whether or not Trump does, just understand, every single Republican that's like, oh, if Trump runs, I'm not running. They're running. They're all running. They're all running. I bet you Ted Cruz runs. I bet you Tim Scott runs. He doesn't say it when he comes on the show. Why? Why? Because if they say they're running, they have to start running immediately. They have to start spending resources immediately. They have to start getting called disloyal and a rhino by Donald Trump immediately. They don't want to do that for good strategic reason. You want to run the shortest race possible. Okay, that's politics 101. Hillary, being a two-time loser in her quest for the White House, is willing to do this in any way, shape or form. So she's out there running trial balloons. And make no mistake about it. She's doing a new eight-part series with Chelsea Clinton about strong women. It's strong women. That's what it highlights. Strong women. She's trying to rehabilitate her public image. She's doing an interview series with Kim Kardashian and rapper Megan Thee Stallion. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bill booked both of those women. I believe. That together we can make America great again. But make no mistake about it. She wants to run again. So when you see this Dick Morris report, it's partly a trial balloon to see what the Democratic reaction is, to see where the fundraising money goes. OK, and it's mostly just a tell. It's a signal. It's a signal of her ambitions. You understand when your closest advisors are out there publicly discussing your potential plans, it's because you want them to. I agree with that. No different than when David Axelrod, Barack Obama's closest advisor, his top strategist, is out there saying it's time for Biden to step aside. When David Axelrod, Obama's top advisor, is publicly saying Biden should step aside, that's a very subtle way of Obama saying Biden should step aside. Tell him like it is. Come on, man. But that's just reality. And Hillary's out there and she wants to run and understand she shouldn't be viable. Understand that Trump shouldn't be viable in 2024. No way. After January 6th, that was bad. It wasn't a deadly white supremacist attempt to overthrow the government, but it was a really bad scene. I condemned it in real time, and normally it really would be a disqualifier. But the problem is people can't care about how reckless his rhetoric got, about how bad his behavior was, because as ridiculous as some of those tweets were. As insane as some of those videos look of him trying to film a speech on January 6th to call off the protests, none of that is affecting people the way gas prices are, the way inflation is, okay, or even, heaven forbid, the way crime is or the fentanyl pouring across our southern border. So you understand Hillary is in the conversation
6: very much so.
3: OK, Gavin Newsom in the conversation for now, he'll have money Desantis in the conversation, Trump in the conversation. And why are they all there? Because Biden sucks. Back after this.
2: Taking the edge off one story at a
6: time. America needs to learn how to
2: lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America.
6: And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to say is fear itself.
5: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The best way to get something done, if you, if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. God, that's the leader of the free world, ladies and gentlemen.
5: This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup.
3: God, it's sad. Like, I laugh because it's a coping mechanism. Okay, that's where my sense of humor comes from. I grew up around a lot of funny people who didn't have a lot of money. One of the funniest people I ever met was my grandma, my mom's mom who got both of her legs cut off. She was a double amputee later in life in her 70s. She went in to get a leg cut off after smoking her whole life and losing circulation. They cut off the wrong one at which point they had to go back in for another round of fun with power tools and cut off the second leg. She continued to be one of the funniest people I know. She didn't, like, give up on life. She didn't let it define her. She got her car fitted with hand controls so she could continue to go to the racetrack. We continued to go to Yankee games. She used to host a card game on Wednesday night. She was the best. She was fun. And we were usually being fun in the name of some type of adversity because that's how you take the power away. When things are going bad— A couple of jokes takes the edge off for a little while at a time. And that's why you always hear us joking about Biden on this show, because the truth is, if you really processed what we're watching right now, a president who accidentally told the world he had cancer on Wednesday, a president who then turned around and told us he got COVID on Thursday, which, to be fair, was in fact the very first positive result of this presidency... Good night, everybody. But it's a mess, and it's why you're reading what I'm reading from Dick Morris. Here's the poll quote. Increasingly, Democrats and big media like the New York Times know that Biden can't run again in 2024. OK, Morris asserts that Biden's quickly declining mental abilities are causing Democrats to panic. Here's the thing there, though. They knew his mental abilities were declining in the run up to the election because none of this is new. Let me give you an example of things I've played for you on the show. This is a month before the election. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international pressure. That's not a real word, you guys. That's not a real word. This is a year before the election.
5: make sure the television the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night the, the the phone
3: This is six months before the election. you know the
5: rapidly rising
3: uh, um,
5: uh, in with uh, with uh, i don't know.
3: Uh, If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. That's the link, man. Lincoln and Jenny are going to be joining us in the next break. But understand the Democrats who are panicking about the state of his mental faculties. Shame on them, man, because we knew this on the run up to the election. You knew the guy had clearly lost a step and was a mess, was snapping on people, was meandering in conversation. But that's why you're reading this Dick Morris article. They know he's vulnerable. Understand where Biden is polling with the people who decide elections for Democrats is what really matters. You see these polls like, oh, 70 percent of Democrats don't want them to run again. That's not a big deal because they're still party loyalists. So they would vote for an actual pile of poo if it had a Democratic sign next to it. Over a Republican. People don't vote their country, they vote their party. It's the worst thing about the era we're living in, is not enough people prioritize the country. I say it to the point of exhaustion. So the poll that 70% of Democrats don't want him to run doesn't really matter. Because if he does run, they'll vote for him, they're always going to vote for the Democrat. But understand the big number is that the guy is polling with Latinos, okay, in the low 20s. Guys polling at about 20%. 20% 20% with Latinos. This could be a problem. A huge problem because they decide elections. Okay? Independent voters. They are the ones who swing elections. Not Republicans, not Democrats. That middle of the country that goes either way. He's polling with independents in the 20s. He was at 30%. He's at 21% with independents. They decide elections. Okay. Black voters. Democrats can't win a national election without them. He has fallen nearly 20 points with black voters. The point is, he's finished. There's no version where he's running again. Okay. And even if he had high poll numbers, he still doesn't have his actual marbles. Bingo. Someone argue my family doesn't either. Uh, you can decide for yourself because they're going to join us in the next break. Jenny Fela and Lincoln Fela, radio's first family, wrapping up the week on the big, bad, one and only, internationally renowned, gluten-free, keto-approved Fox Across America. Holy hell, we're coming back from break on my wedding song. You might think I'm crazy by the cars. That's not true. The smartest thing I ever did was marry the woman sitting across from me. Uh, second smartest thing I did um, was have, a, have this kid. This is, you were good for me. I mean, not just for the tax write-off. I'm good for marketing. I am far more responsible. But yes, you recognize that voice. And people always come up to me every day and they say, Jimmy Fallon, why are you always so happy all the time? But then they meet my wife and kid and they say, seriously, dude, why are you so happy all the time? <laughs> I'm kidding. Joining me now, a man who loves a cheap shot at his mom and said mom. Jenny and Lincoln are in the house. Hey, hey, hey. Hi. What's up? Radio's First Family. When I, last I saw you, we were at Dodger Stadium, and one of you was way too drunk. Oh, uh, That Lincoln. <laughs> Lincoln. <laughs> was not Lincoln. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't seen each other a lot because we were out in L.A. living it up. But uh, does anyone go harder on vacation than the Fela family? No. no. To our credit, like, we go pretty hard. Um, Lincoln, have you ever heckled that much at a Dodgers game? No. Oh, oh, yeah. I was the one heckling, yeah. <laughs> no, I was heckling a lot. You were there with me. But the question I wanted to ask is, who do you think has embarrassed Mommy more? Me at a Dodger game or you at a store? It's up to her to answer. That
1: is a really hard choice. <laughs> <laughs> Equally embarrassing. Well, Lincoln
3: no, probably...
9: Me, because she probably would re- – more people would probably recognize her in the neighborhood at a store than –
3: Oh, yeah, LA. then like at a Dodger game. Yeah, yeah.
1: that's true. But, but people, you're the adult. Like, the kid has a little bit of an excuse. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, but you're the adult. So <laughs> you're saying I have to get my life together? Yeah, kind of. This is the thing. I'm I'm never off, and you know that. I'm not complaining because I love my work so much, but, like, if I'm off, like I'm crazy like I really like because it's so exciting I ate five Dodger dogs by the third per inning (laughs) (laughs) it really was it was it was so bad you're
4: killing yourself the way you eat Y'all
7: fat look at
3: you. That was Jenny in the car afterwards. (laughs) You're killing yourself. I ate five Dodger dogs, probably drank, I think it was two beers an inning, Jenny. Uh, Oh, yeah. I don't know if anybody listening can hang. Everybody's always like, Jimmy, you got to come out to the Ozarks. You got to come to Montana. We'll show you how it's done. I don't know that you guys know what you're getting into, meaning you two know, (laughs) but I don't know that the listeners know. But Lincoln, let me ask you this, because I am now officially the champion on Tucker Carlson's final exam. But I am also now the husband of the year because I got Jenny Fale of Garth Brooks tickets in Houston.
1: Yeah, he did. Am I not the husband of the you year for that? You are the husband of the year.
3: This is not even for like a birthday or an anniversary. It's because this past Sunday – Jenny was talking about how bad she's wanted to go see Garth Brooks her whole life, and a very drunken Jimmy Fallon on the patio, back and forth. I was, me and Mommy drank so much Sunday, we had British accents.
1: (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) You're a hooker.
3: (laughs) I thought I was doing great with you. Like, that whole thing. Like, Uh. Arthur. I was like, Arthur. And I was texting back and forth with Kennedy, and I was talking to you, and you were rambling on about Garth Brooks, in a good way. And I just, I went on a mission and made it happen. So we have another bender to go on.
9: Yes, we do. And this time around,
3: it involves a bucket. Bucky's, Lincoln Fela. How pumped are you for the return to Bucky's? Bucky's. I saw
9: my Bucky's cup on the way in today. Did you really? Yeah. Yo,
3: if we don't get a Bucky's endorsement, Bucky's, if you're out there listening in in Tyler, Texas, or in Longview, if you're listening at KTBB, uh, we have given you so many shout outs, not only on the air, but on Gutfeld. Mm -hmm. I I told a a Bucky's joke in Dallas, and uh, I also pretty much at this point look like I get paid in Bucky's club sandwiches, do I not? Oh, yeah. Lincoln the other day. I finish working out. I walk upstairs to get in the shower, take my shirt off, and what did you say? Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing demoralizes a shirtless man like a yikes. Although I will tell you, Lincoln, when you get older and you start to cohabitate with women, the last thing you want to hear when you get undressed is, (laughs) 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 oh, oh, it's so cute. (laughs) Oh, a little guy over here. Jenny Fela and Lincoln Fela are in studio. We're back from L.A. We did not get a capybara. Uh, Lincoln, explain why, okay, because Jenny can kind of weigh in on this. Kids, Lincoln, your age, are trying to make capybaras domestic pets. We're not trying to. They are. But they're not. I don't believe this. (laughs) So let me get into this, okay? A capybara, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's the world's largest rodent, right, Jenny? Yes. How would you describe it in person?
1: It kind of looks like a... Massive guinea pig, almost yeah. with a, like a little bit of a like a, a, a mouse face, a mouse face, so like a like a beaver.
9: It's or a two hundred pound dog. mouse. Yeah,
3: it's a two hundred pound long haired mouse. Yeah. It's kind of
9: disgusting. No, but they're friendly. We watched that <laughs> uh, documentary.
3: <laughs> So, anyway, Lincoln is obsessed with capybaras because they're all over YouTube. They're all over the internet. We went to the Santa Barbara Zoo. Good parents. We tracked down your capybara so you could see it. And we went in the enclosure. And we went no, in. We were going to run into the enclosure. Is like, that
1: what you did when I went to go get drinks? <laughs> oh, yeah. The two of you. Like I can't leave you alone. It's a pound
3: mouse. What's it going to do to us? You know exactly. what I mean? Lincoln was looking for a harambe moment. But in this instance, they shoot you instead of the animal. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, I they don't care about you. You're not in any danger. But Lincoln wants this animal. And the capybara, this is disgusting. But but they only go potty in the water. That's not true. Not even That's on land. the sign
1: said, Lincoln. It's Isn't it true. really weird that- If you that...
3: Google it, it doesn't say Oh, because
1: Google, okay. Isn't
3: it weird that the animals of California go potty in the water, but the people go potty on the <laughs> land?
7: <laughs> yes, That's
3: they do. It's not supposed to be that way, California. But there we were. We went to see his capybara. Uh, and, you know, I think you were excited to see it. But I don't think you understand how disgusting that would make a house. And I want every parent listening because I'm sure you, maybe your kids, if they're teenagers, have brought up these videos. They kind of misrepresent what they are. Do they not, yeah? Oh, anymore? absolutely.
1: Do you no. think they make this? them seem like a little bit smaller and snugglier. It was yeah. huge. Yes. Like and it's. Well, yeah.
3: that that depends no on the breed. Like that
9: depends on the breed. The breed. Have to, there's one different. No. no, there's different kinds no, of them. There's, there's, there's different not. kinds of this
3: them. This is the classic kid changing in the store a diaper to talk his parents on a capybara. Yeah, I don't want a pet that wears a diaper. Yeah, you change his diaper. Did I put up? It. Stop it. Lincoln. I mean, I plan on it later in the future.
9: but Not it's later not
3: something... in the future. Stop it. Well, listen to me, man. Uh, it's There's there's no way. And the, and the bigger hook that the parents need to know is the websites that these kids are going to, that are telling them these are domestic pets, are written with broken Borat English. Lincoln and Kiss <laughs> Kennedy, we were on Kennedy's panel, a uh, party, a uh, party, her patio. I'm going to do this in English, trying something new. Uh, we're on Kennedy's patio. And... We're talking about this like at great length. What's the deal with this cappy bar you guys keep talking about? So, and I'm like, does anyone actually own one of these for real? Lincoln's like, yeah, I found a dealer, and what? It, <laughs> and the dealer's English was so broken. We spent seven days talking like Borat, did we not? Well, i batter, make family very, very happy. You know, that <laughs> whole thing. But it was the most busted English in the world, and it was just like send me money, I'll give you a bride, we'll stop the IRS from attacking you, and we'll throw in a two hundred pound mouse. The point is it's a scam, Lincoln Fail. It. And it's we're a never scam. going
1: to get a pet that you have to go through a dealer. Like not a breeder, <laughs> a, dealer. a dealer. Like, like that an, should have been the first red flag. Like I found like arm, a dealer. Like an
3: arms smuggler. Yes.
1: Like there's <laughs> nothing good that comes from a dealer. How like, do you
9: defend this
3: purchase, Lincoln?
9: Well, Personally, I think that she you guys are taking it way out of hand and that <laughs> it actually wasn't broken English. It was like notes, it was bullets. It was that bullet was, points. Yeah, no, it was bullet points. <laughs> it literally Sure-hand. said
3: it said the words uh, cap people have reported that capybaras have made many many fun times for family. <laughs> 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 That's a deleted scene from Borat Lincoln. That is not a <laughs> reputable animal dealer.
9: Well, they're legal in New York as a pet. You could get one. There's a
1: lot of stuff that's legal in New York that we're not doing. Yeah, that
3: really shouldn't be, Link, man. (laughs) What do you mean that we're not doing? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Lincoln, Fela, Jenny Fela are in the house. We're having a grown-up talk. It's a rough week for the president. He got oil cancer. He got COVID. Yeah, I was just about to say he got cancer. He got cancer from oil on his mom's windshield wipers, which, Lincoln, I can tell you, uh, no one ever copied off me in a science test or a biology test, but I (laughs) I don't believe that's a correct answer by the president. Um, Where are the kids on the football team? Are they talking politics anymore, or is it all football? All football. How's that going? Oh, good. I had practice this week when we were off today. Okay. Oh, that's good. Um, is your coach really a Fox fan? Yeah. All right. He said he listens. Oh, that's pretty rad, man. Because, like, you know, there's two ways this can go, living in New York. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> you're either literally, you get literally. cut from the team or. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting at three positions, or, yes, you're getting cut the first day of tryouts because they, like, they don't like Fox. But, Lank, thankfully, you're on the sunny side of the street on that one. And one thing we didn't do. In L.A. is this time around we didn't go to Disneyland and chase Mickey Mouse. We were chasing a real mouse this Yo, time we could We could chase Times Square Mickey Mouse later. Well, the Times Square Mickey Mouse, this is the deal. Disney doesn't license the use of Mickey's image. So you can't buy a real Mickey costume. So for people listening at home that want to come to New York, the Mickey in Times Square, it looks like a lab rat. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. It looks With like the It's gone wrong. With the cigarette. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like on something that just did not get approved. No, no. no. This, this, FDA the
3: drug approval. didn't even just... make it through the trials. <laughs> that rat is in bad shape.
1: And everybody's like, "Oh, the Mickey Mouse." And the real thing. rats in New York look better. <laughs> you're,
3: like, you're better off taking a picture of the yeah, subway rat yeah. with Pizza Rat, yeah. bigger celebrity. <laughs> um, but we didn't get to go. But did you guys know this? I thought was so fascinating. Disney is eliminating. Uh, you know, they have that thing, Jenny, where you'll sign up for like a zillion dollars and get to be a fairy godmother princess. Oh, at the Bibbidi
1: Bobbidi Boutique. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They've yeah, eliminated
3: yeah. fairy godmother princesses now in the name of apprentices. So you have to Come be an apprentice on. because they degendered it. Like, you're a parent. I'm a parent. Lincoln, you can weigh in as a kid. Gender is not the issue at Disney World for families. I always say right. it's The money, yeah. It's, it's $200. My yeah. best trip to Disney World – is when I was a junior in high school my parent you know my, your Grammy your grandpa took me and Mikey and Sue and Joe were too old but they wanted to have a house party while the rest yeah, of the family probably. was yeah, yeah, they were yeah. teenagers but me and Mike went to Disney and we were old enough to understand just how hard my dad was getting beat up at the ATM and my <laughs> brother Mike does a great Mickey voice mm-hmm. so every time we wanted something I was like oh looks like another 90 bucks Joe and we were <laughs> laughing so hard because my dad was like so broke yeah. and I remember like we took you on a cab driver's salary. Mm -hmm. And it was so, and understand, when you stay at Disney, you don't notice this as a kid, Lincoln, because you're in the happiest place on earth. But when you stay at Disney, everything is broken down by character. Yes. You know what I mean? So you Cinderella's Palace, if your parents have a lot of money. You stayed in Corella Deville's dog kennel. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of barking. They just threw food at us through a cage, through like a um, chain link thing. Because we didn't show up with any money. Had to like, get a
1: rabies test after. Yeah, like we figured it out. We were waiting in line.
3: For a minute there, they leveled the playing field Lincoln. they had fast passes at Disney. Mm-hmm. Remember those, Jenny? Oh, they were great. You'd walk into the park and Jenny would desert us, run yep. to the other side of the park, swipe a fast pass, but we'd go on like, Two rides an hour.
1: Oh, constantly. We never waited more than like 15 minutes. Now you have to do all this stuff on your phone. Yes. So you're in your phone.
3: It's not a at theme Disney. park. There is no, no spontaneity at Disney. Yeah. That's their issue. Like if you want to be the happiest place on earth, you want to help kids, mm-hmm. it has to go back to a kids-centric park. Yes. Because that's the bigger issue, is like now it's so classist. Like the Star Wars Hotel, that thing you can book for like a hundred thousand dollars insane. Yeah. Number one. Number two, the thing with the lines now is it's not a fast pass for anybody who walks in with no regular money. Mm-hmm. Now it's you pay extra right to cut lines. You do. For- you have
1: to get this Genie Plus first and mm-hmm. then some of the rides, like mm-hmm. they pick two per park that you have to pay on top of that, mm-hmm. more. And it just didn't used to be that way.
3: And so the point go, we're trying to make, yeah. Lincoln, is it's going to be awkward. But the next time we go, we're renting Johnny Joey Jones so we can get <laughs> on the lines quicker. Because he told me people will take him. He's like, people offer him to go. Because if you have a handicap, you can get on the line quicker. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'd hang out with him in the park all day. It'd be great. It'd be better than you two. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Mommies are actually all right. Lincoln's not bad. But- Mickey. <laughs> so me and Lincoln like to go to Disney and harass Mickey to the point that he fears for his life. And we're like, <laughs> we act like we're, a, we're adults who are a little slow. And mm-hmm. when we see Mickey on the other side of the park, what do we do, Lincoln? Mickey, <laughs> Mickey! Like to the point that the guy in the costume runs away. Yeah. It's actually great fun. Uh, but no, no fun one's in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was real. <laughs> no fun. Uh, he said greater. he's coming to my birthday. Mickey said he was coming. Well, that makes one of us. Uh, <laughs> no fun greater though than a game Jenny Faila invented called Strip Club or Daycare. You're going to compete against mommy when we come back. Uh, Fun family activity. <laughs> That's the kind of high society family we are. Uh, and we return after this on Fox Across America. Call and
2: speak to Jimmy now.
7: I'm trying to use the phone.
2: 888 You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. our stage right now either way you're gonna pay see
4: the door has a rainbow on it
2: it's a game jimmy likes to call strip club or
3: daycare
2: seriously strip club or daycare oh okay then.
3: <laughs> even the voiceover guy doesn't yeah. believe we're allowed to do this on the air <laughs> to be clear i don't know that we are we haven't played this <laughs> game since july of 2020 josh that's correct. It's been a real long time. Wow. So uh, to all of our new affiliates out there, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> to the day ones, you're going to love this. The game is called Strip Club or Daycare. Jenny Fela, Lincoln Fela in studio. Lincoln, I am going to read you the name of an establishment, of a business. You're going to tell me if it is a strip club where mommy used to work or a daycare where I used to forget to pick you up. They Are you paid ready?
9: her to keep her clothes on. Oh, this, what a rough crowd. Lincoln, what a fist
3: bump for Lincoln on that one. We love giving mommy a hard time. Well, if you do manage to be... Beat mommy, uh, you do get a gift certificate to the Joe Biden School of Cycling. Ooh. So congrats on that. All, all classes scheduled in fall. Hey-oh! Oh, come on! This guy's got jokes. Uh, that was a better joke two weeks ago. Uh, but here we go. Right, First question goes to the link man. Uh, the President's Club in Miami, Florida. Down in Miami. Welcome to Miami. Is the President's Club a strip club? Is it a strip club or is it a daycare? The President's Club. Strip club. Lincoln really? Fela playing dumb in front of his mom. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He's trying to get out of that charge on my Amex. I'm telling you, Jenny, it wasn't me. It was It was probably Mikey. You heard about Mikey's antics in South Florida. Mikey, that's why Jenny's not making any eye contact today. Jenny, little darlings in Seattle, Washington. Little Darlings in Seattle, Washington. Is it a strip club or a daycare? Either way, you got to step over a lot of syringes on the sidewalk on the way right, to get there. Right, to right,
1: right. But you know my deal. Is it little or lil?
3: <laughs> lil, darlings, you would say strip club, right? Probably. It is little. Little spelled okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say daycare.
3: Jenny Fela says daycare. Oh. No, neither contestant with a point. Lincoln Fela, here we go. Uh, the establishment is called the. Ooh, it's called. The toy box in Cleveland, Ohio. Strip club. Is the toy box a strip club or a daycare? You say strip strip club. club. No. No. Not this time around. Jenny Fela. Diamonds in Nashville, Tennessee. Is Um, diamonds a strip club or a daycare?
1: I mean, it sounds so obviously strip club, so I'm going to just say daycare.
3: Jenny Fela. And you're right. You're right. Pull it into the lead, Link, man. Here we go. The Curiosity Corner. (laughs) In Joplin, Missouri. Daycare. Daycare. You say, I gotta be honest, it doesn't sound like a good strip club because you don't know what you're walking into. You say daycare. Daycare.
6: Oh, you're right. Uh... And when you're right, you're
3: right. And you, you're always right. Tied at one, Jenny Phelan. Here we go. Goosebumps. In Atlanta, (laughs) Georgia, is Goosebumps a strip club or a daycare? I
1: think it sounds terrible either way. Um...
3: Strip club. Jenny says strip club. Jenny Failer. When you're right, you're right. Right. Boom. Getting one right. She's up two to one. Lincoln Failer. Here we go. Jumbo's Clown Room. In Los Angeles, California, we would. Strip sh- club. You say strip club Lincoln Fela. Tied right, at two. Right. You're Here you're we right. go. Jenny Fela, baby dolls. In Hopewell, Virginia, is baby dolls baby a strip club or a daycare? With an S or a Z. Uh, with an S. Baby dolls. <laughs> uh, daycare. You say daycare. You are wrong. Lincoln ah. Fela with a chance to take the lead. Sugars <laughs> in San Antonio, Texas, home of the Jill Biden breakfast taco. Strip club. You say Sugars is a strip club. Lincoln, fella, my man, you have won the game. Lincoln, taking home the top prize. Be honest, was that a guess or do you really know? A couple of them,
9: because you could go either way. I felt like you were giving
3: her easier questions. No way. No, I don't think there, any of these are easy. The point: this game was invented by your mom because when you were born, we thought we were going to have to get a daycare. Mm -hmm. And Jenny started looking through the names, and she's like, these all sound like strip clubs. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, honey. (laughs) But no, there's so many of them on here uh, that we didn't get to. The Pirate's Cove, you know, it's dicey. Uh Shotgun willies. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> shot- is that a strip club or a daycare? Uh, it's actually a daycare. And Shotgun I got to be honest, that's, yeah, that's a good daycare, actually, as a matter of fact. You know, no one's going to mess with your kids at that's Shotgun true. Willies. That's true. You really don't want to go to a strip club at Shotgun Willies. Yeah. You come up short on the money, you got big problems. Yeah. You know, you can't just work it off like we used to in the old days. Uh, the show's <laughs> over. Happy Friday. Good job by Radio's First Family. Do not heckle at Gutfeld tonight. I got to get through the show in one piece. <laughs>
7: no Check out promises. Gutfeld
3: at 11 o'clock on the Fox News channel. Uh, but that is it. Signing off. For radio's first family, be a Republican, be a Democrat. Just don't be a Jimmy Fallon.
6: What a jerk. The Fox News Rundown. A contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily
2: dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.